0: welcome to Kroll Security Concepts Podcast, the podcast where Kroll security experts discuss the more prevalent topics in today's risk environment. Today's topic is one that's going to be of great concern to a lot of pharmaceuticals coming up, and that is the protection of the supply chain. As they try to get their vaccines out and into general distribution. For this topic, we've brought in three managing directors from across Kroll practices. Stacy Scott is a managing director in Kroll's cyber risk practice based in Texas. Stacy was the CISO for one of the largest healthcare companies in Texas and has guided several organizations' cybersecurity programs as a virtual CISO before leading cyber risk strategy for Kroll, focusing on effective ways to improve clients' cyber resilience. Richard Daly is an MD in Kroll's business intelligence and investigations practice in Hong Kong. He recently relocated from Kroll's Singapore office, prior to which he established Kroll's office in Mumbai. In 2013, following the collapse of the Rona Plaza building in Bangladesh, Richard established Kroll's interest in modern slavery and human trafficking within corporate supply chains. He is a fellow of the Duff and Phelps Institute. Nick Doyle is a managing director for Kroll and leads the security risk management practice in EMEA and has managed over 600 projects in 70 countries in his time at Kroll. Nick holds a master's degree in security management and is a former military and law enforcement and specializes in helping companies mitigate security risk and has worked on many crisis management and supply chain risk management cases for our clients. Welcome to the podcast, guys.
1: Glad to be here.
2: Great. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be on this uh, podcast with uh, my colleagues, uh, Richard and
3: Stacey.
0: Yeah, thanks very much. It's great to be here. It's good to have you guys here. It's nice to have experts on this topic. This is a very important topic in today's environment. We're going to jump right into the first question here. Uh, What are the top issues facing pharmaceutical supply chains in the development and distribution of vaccines today?
2: Yeah, so pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical supply chains are a, a growing concern due to COVID-19 vaccine development and its uh, eventual distribution. Capacity is going to be the issue, though. Uh, capacity around distribution, uh, capacity around temperature-controlled containers. So governments and industry are going to have to work collectively together and plan, and that's the key word, plan. Uh, businesses are used to moving uh, a lot of products, but the size of the distribution required uh, will be unprecedented. Uh, we saw an indication of this uh, around the distribution of personal protective equipment, uh, which is still ongoing now. Um, so security has to be end-to-end because any breach could shake confidence. So the success of a vaccine is partly because of their medical effects and partially because of public confidence. And security does support public confidence so planning and assessing potential weak links in what might be a hurried and wide-scale rollout should be a priority for companies uh, and we've seen you know in the front page of of the newspapers in the uk this week when a pharmaceutical company had moved to a new warehouse uh, which had led to a very significant drop in processing capability this could impact uh, covid testing alongside tests for cancer and heart disease so where companies are, are looking to expand or move or streamline their business operations and capacity building, this may cause issues where businesses have moved to well-prepared sites. So even though situations may be fast moving, companies will still need to look ahead to try and anticipate issues. So again, planning is the key focus for companies at this time.
0: That's very interesting, Nick. So I have to imagine if we see a truck full of COVID-19 vaccine hijacked and hit the black market with this new medicine, uh, we'd have some serious issues with both the trust, with people going out to receive their vaccines, and trusting that they don't know whether they're getting the real vaccine or some black market version or something that's been just stolen and hit the market in a unprotected way. Uh, Stacy, you know w- when you see the cyber side of this, What issues are you seeing in that supply chain for the pharmaceutical uh, vaccines that might be coming out in the very near future?
1: We're seeing a lot of attention, obviously, paid to the full supply chain. And even before distribution, we're seeing it in, um, you know, research and development and getting it out of manufacturing and, and developing of a formulary for these vaccines. You know, everybody wants to be the first to develop this global vaccine that's likely going to be needed you know in, in mass quantity um, or at least to be prepared in mass quantity so um, we're seeing attacks on you know manufacturing and logistics within companies um, to try and get information to, to race you know against the clock and race against each other to be the first one to hit the market with it and so um, with that you know we're also seeing we expect to see, attacks on logistics like you're talking about. Um, once If we can't beat you to the formulary and and get our vaccine out before yours, um, whether it's a company or a government, we're seeing um, or we we are likely to see attacks on, you know, well, let's disrupt their distribution so we can at least beat them to that uh, punch as well. With PPE, we already saw this as well. It was who can get us what we need now? Who can get us the hand sanitizer? Who can get us these, you know, N95s um, the fastest because we just need them now? And I think the vaccine's gonna follow suit in that way. And so the, the attacks are on all the systems, uh, all the data that uh, you know used to communicate, used to develop, used to uh, you know, follow the process, the workflow of any kind of supply chain. Where is my truck? Where What's on the truck? How many vaccines are on the truck? Where is it going? Is it going to the right place? Um, have we received payment? We're seeing attacks on all of those types of systems, um, and folks just fishing around for um, more information on, you know, corporate networks, but also um, in those supply chain systems and monitoring. A lot of that is, um, you know, cloud based now. Um, or, and when you get to logistics, there's a lot of uh, IoT on those trucks that monitors where they are um, and tracks for on a geo map, right, where, they, where they're located and where they're headed. Um, and we're seeing a lot of attacks on those types of things. And so folks are looking to not only rush to get, you know, the information and the vaccine developed and out and dis- distributed, uh, but they're looking to put in the protections and, and, and really detections to see if anything, uh, you know, is going wrong or is disrupted and respond to it as quickly as possible.
0: Very interesting. So basically we have parties from several different entities that might be trying to disturb or disrupt your overall supply chain because they don't want you to be first to market or they want to actually have access to the vaccines that you're putting out for their own personal reasons. So we're seeing several different vectors of threat approaching the supply chain, whether it be cyber, whether it be physical. Really, the big question for me would be, how much is this is every day? All the pharmaceuticals might be facing this every day, and how much of it is directly based on COVID nineteen and this vaccine that everybody's waiting for? Are we seeing an increase in this based on COVID nineteen?
1: I think we are, Jeff. I think it's uh, definitely COVID has definitely intensified and increased the the the, the quantity, and, and there's different reasons, different motivations for for these attacks. Obviously, there's the economic gain. Um, if we get to market faster and we have control or disrupt somebody else, we can sell more vaccines and, and make more financial gain. But there's also social reasons as well. Um, maybe they disagree, maybe it's someone uh, you know just trying to um, disrupt someone they disagree with socially. So in um, the pandemic has, like most things, intensified um, and, and allowed us to focus on some of these things. It's the biggest thing happening and it's global. Right. Um, everybody potentially needs this a vaccine. Um, is it the right vaccine? Um, and it is definitely up to the the number of attacks we're seeing, the number of simple phishing emails to get more information, the number of you know, malware and ransomware um, attacks that are going um, on different companies in these industries.
2: Time pressure and public scrutiny. Um time pressure is the nemesis of planning and the public is unforgiving of even small areas that can be whipped up by uh, a media that doesn't necessarily understand the issues or implications. So essentially a small public blunder can be heavily punished due to media scrutiny. Um, The point is that as a company now is not the time to have a gaffe or a blunder, like in uh, the question uh, I answered previously. especially when it impacts the medical supply chain. You need to look ahead. You need to think, am I moving to a new distribution depot? What do I need to do to anticipate issues that I may not normally worry about to minimise or reduce potential impacts uh, of a potentially reputationally damaging story because of a failure of planning? So I think that my key message continually throughout this podcast is for pharmaceutical companies and, and people within the pharmaceutical supply chain is, is plan, plan,
0: plan. Excellent. So basically what we have is there is an increased risk and we've seen we've seen evidence of that being even more greatly increased by COVID nineteen and the rush to be able to get a vaccine out. When we talk about all these things and all the threats that are there, what are we advising our pharmaceutical clients to do to try to protect themselves from both a physical and a cybersecurity element?
2: I think if I could just come in again briefly, I think pharmaceutical companies need to have an aligned uh, media strategy to ensure that the locations they operate out of are secure and not susceptible to breaches and or intrusion. So people can't walk in uh, to the front door because the access control system is poor or perimeter fences are inadequate or monitoring systems such as CCTV are not, not effective.
0: Well, that's good to hear, Nick. Now, on the cyber side, Stacey, uh, what are the practical organization approaches to protecting data and technology supporting these functions of supply chain from a cybersecurity perspective?
1: It's a great question. And I think what organizations practically need to focus on because there's a lack of time is detection how do we detect if something is uh, malicious or being disrupted or you know, even potentially suspicious and, and respond as quickly as possible? You'd ideally wanna put protections in place, lock things down. There likely already are some protections in place, review those um, and, and look throughout each you know, function and process of in phase of a supply chain and distribution uh, network. Review your third parties and, and while you're looking at those protections, make sure you have good monitoring in place to understand where things are at all times and when those alerts may come up and who's looking at those and do they know when to alert and who to alert if something does go wrong um, and, and who, how are you going to respond? are you gonna uh, you know how do you get a hold of your third parties if you've outsourced any part of this which you likely have? Um, And and how do they respond as quickly as you'd like them to as well? Um, And I think having that plan together is kind of the fail safe that that companies need to be looking at.
0: Interesting. So, you know, when I'm looking at a lot of this, we're seeing media attention focus quite a bit on the vaccines and the development of the vaccines. And we're starting to see a lot of push from global intelligence agencies that are really focusing on these. Do You guys have any thoughts on... What's happening there in the, in the vaccine development world and intelligence agencies tracking what's happening? Uh, do we see any issues or trends in that particular environment? Yes.
3: Um, well, I think we have to um, realize that we don't live in a cozy um, liberal world and, and that it, the nation states are increasingly factionalized. And even before COVID became an issue, states were becoming more. Um, focused on their own sovereignty and um, um, protective of their own um, direct environments and closest allies, so you know we have to realize that that any um, that any issue which which presents an opportunity for world powers to increase their their influence, their their, their power around the world, that they will take. And the reality is that COVID does um, present uh, a threat to most countries in the world, to all countries in the world, um, be that you know, directly to the populations or be that secondary to, to, to the, the economies of those countries. So we have to realise that intelligence agencies, defence agencies around the world are going to be looking at supply chains because they're going to be, first of all, wanting to protect their own countries, but secondly, where they can, to influence and potentially weaken countries that they perceive as being hostile. Not Maybe not just nation states either, but, but non-state actors as well. So, so we have to recognise this is a real possibility. So what, could they do? What might they do? I mean, the newspapers have been saying this week that there's a possibility that the nations will be literally spying on each other for intelligence around the um, the, the vaccines themselves and the, the chemical makeup of the vaccines themselves. There's the real possibility that that larger states will coerce smaller states, will coerce satellite states. There will be significant debt issues in the future following um, you know following the um, in a, a post COVID world. Um, There'll be future debt issues, which which are which a large world power will be able to um, leverage and and, uh, and manipulate smaller countries. So so I can see that um, new 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 lines, if you like, of, of alliances could well emerge. And finally, on this issue, I think we need to think back to uh, the recent examples in the U.S. and in Europe of disinformation. So you know, if I was a hostile uh, intelligence agency. Uh, thinking about how I might disrupt um, the supply chain, I would I would consider it using social media and other other ways of um, informing population, um, of, you know through basically what, what we now call fake news that perhaps those supply chains have, have been compromised and that you know the real the real vaccine is not getting through and that it's something which is um, not effective or is in fact dangerous uh, to put people off taking it. All of these things you know, potentially could weaken nation states. But they're, they're aggressive actions by, by other other countries. I think it's a, I think it's a real threat. And I think um, it may require some new thinking by, um, by, by countries as to how they deal with it.
0: You know, so what I'm hearing from your answers is that there are going to be alliances forged through the vaccine supply chain as people get this vaccine around the world. And that could have a long-term impact on world events and previous notations of globalization. Uh, what do you guys have to say about that?
3: Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I, I've said this before in, in, in other formats, uh, other, other presentations, Jeff, but I think we could be moving into a completely new era. Um, and Nick brought this up in one of his previous answers about industry and states working together. And that's clearly going to have to happen. I mean, nation states, um, the, the infrastructure which supports nation states is going to have to help and work closely with industry. Um, in, in in numerous ways but particularly in supply chains and it's going to mean that that um, really that defense agencies and intelligence agencies are going to have to really take on board the requirements of, of pharmaceutical firms um, in order to help their own populations as it were so um, i could say I, I certainly could foresee a future um, uh, which could be extremely um, complicated to untangle where uh, countries form alliances through who are deemed to be their uh, supporters, alliances, suppliers um, within vaccine distribution and vaccine supply chains? Uh, it it would be an in, it will be a slightly frightening uh, new way of looking at the world, but I think we have to start thinking in those ways.
0: That was very interesting. I I have to imagine as we go through this, and, and every time there's been large global events, there's been different alliances made. Now we have potential alliances just to get things distributed because everybody wants it first. Everybody has the issues. They all want to have the vaccine first. How are they going to play together to make this happen? And how is that going to impact other people that may not be in the same team as those ones that are playing together? Uh, It's all very intriguing. I want to thank everybody for coming on and talking about this. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I hope everybody found it informative and we hope to see you on the next one.